We all have a story to tell. The longer our lives, the richer our stories. When I look at you, I see a woman of strength, integrity, character. A woman who has seen hardships, struggles, pain, and loss. A woman who has compassion, love, courage, and power. A woman who has succeeded, failed, and learned. A woman who will continue to persevere and thrive. When I look at you, I see a woman who is wise, not withered. Welcome to the Wise Not Withered podcast. I'm your host, Juliana. I am primarily a musician. I compose, play piano, and sing and dance with children for a living, but I've always had a passion for writing and for video games. The storytelling potential in games these days is essentially limitless, and so are the ages of the protagonists. You can read more about the Wise Not Withered Global Collaborative Project Phase 2 on my website, wisenotwithered.com. The goal of Why Is Not Withered as a whole, in all of its phases, is to expand representation of middle-aged and elderly women in a society that currently values feminine youth over wisdom. Here in Phase 1, the podcast, Season 1, you'll hear inspiring life stories of various wise women that I personally know. We talk about upbringing, careers, romantic relationships, challenges, successes, and lessons learned. This week's episode is the follow-up conversation that I had with Zoe Kors. It's also the last episode of Wise Not Withered Season 1. As I said last week, I'm not sure exactly what I will do with Season 2, so thank you for your patience as I figure all of this out. Without further ado, here's Zoe again. Yeah, cool. So I have some follow-up questions. Can I just dive right in? Sure, absolutely. Um, yeah, so so you mentioned, I like how you mentioned that you like to make waves. Um, you're not someone to kind of shy away from uncomfortable topics. I don't know. I, I guess I find that when I make someone uncomfortable, I tend to, you know, kind of, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, and like shy away from it. And so how do you kind of navigate that discomfort? Yeah, that's a great question. And um, huh. I'm not sure that I... Um, have sort of intentionally, you know, come up with a methodology yeah. for making reasons. <laughs> but um, I think that one of my um, one of the, my sort of um, core values is self reflection and self work and um, being honest with oneself, mm-hmm. myself. And I really like to encourage that in the people around me. And the people that I tend to hold close to me and surround myself with are are people who also value, um, you know, working on themselves and yeah. um, sort of self-improvement. Okay. Um, so... You know, to that end, I will often find that I am, you know, the coaching world, we, you know, asking powerful questions. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when something that someone is reporting, um, you know, I had such a hard day or something, well, what was hard about it? And mm-hmm. I find, you know, sort of digging around to understand them better. 
and in the process they understand them better and that process is often um uncomfortable you know for, yeah. for them so you know I'm one of those people just uh, people tend to pour their heart out and <laughs> um don't know what it is I yeah. I I'm a safe space. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And maybe, yeah. Uh, not not to put words in your mouth, but correct me if I'm wrong, is it maybe that you come from a really good place and so your intentions are always good and so you try to convey that in the way you ask questions? Um, sure. I, I would, I'll take that. <laughs> I like that description. Okay. Um, I, I think what, I think what it is with me is that I, I give people permission to have their feelings and have their experiences and Mm -hmm. not be. And a big part of that, that actually I think is value for everybody to really is that so often we try to spare the people around us discomfort. Mm -hmm. We're, We're doing it actually to their detriment. Because in the discomfort, the growth happens. Right. You can't have growth without um, without the discomfort of breaking in some kind of way. So, mm-hmm. um, so that when when we try to scare people to discomfort, the, the subtext to that is you shouldn't be feeling what you're feeling. Hmm, right. Um, and so, just sort of being with someone and allowing the discomfort. And, you know, sometimes it's joy, sometimes it's pride, sometimes like the feelings, I have workshops with women, um, I'll have them share everything they, um, that they hate about their lives or, hmm. you know, that's, that they're struggling in their lives right now. And then everything that they love about their lives and over and over, it, I get the feedback when I ask that it's harder to share what's great about my life. It's harder to share what I love about life. Because it comes with some kind of guilt or shame or like a feeling of like, you know, life's better than your life. And that's, hmm. you know, um, a hard, a hard thing to sort of stick with and communicate. So it's, it's, um, you know, just listening and being present and holding space for whatever anybody is going through is generally what allows me to to sort of naturally be curious and probe in the way that I do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Excellent. Great. <laughs> um, yeah. So what do you, what do you like to do to recharge after a stressful day or a stressful week? Like how do you kind of balance yourself again? <laughs> well, um, I have a, I have a couple guilty pleasures. <laughs> I um I don't know that I've ever said this publicly, but I absolutely love um and I you you have heard this before, but I absolutely love the TV show Say Yes to the Dress, and I can't yeah. explain it. I don't even know that I love wedding dresses, but there's up there. First of all, it takes place in Brooklyn, and um, mm-hmm. so I feel like, and I'm from New York, but I've been living in Los Angeles for decades, and so I miss. New York and it feels like being home and they feel like my people and um yeah I'm I'm sort of (laughs) blushing as I say this so (laughs) that's one of my favorite things to do is to just sack out and uh, a big glass of bubbly water and uh, 
get in my pajamas and, and watch. Um, I, I love to hear live music. So, you know, if I'm feeling like I've been in, I work at home, mm -hmm. um, in my home office. So I tend to home all day long. So very often, uh, my relaxing is getting out of the house and, mm -hmm. and actually like hearing live music and dancing and socializing and, yeah. Um, so it's kind of one of the two things and you'll often find me, um, reading in bed and yeah. Okay. <laughs> so and, more and, information. Yeah. Well, what is say yes to the dress? What is that about? <laughs> I've never really heard of that. <laughs> it's a reality show. Okay. Bride, there's a very famous bridal salon, Kleinfeld. Um, in Brooklyn, they were in Brooklyn. Um, I'm sure they still have a place in Brooklyn, but now I think the TV show takes place in Manhattan. Um, brides will go into the bridal salon and, and you know, they're on trial and try on wedding dresses and choose, you know, until they say yes to the dress. Okay. They find their dress. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's, it's a seemingly unlikely show for me um, to be a fan of, but there's just something in it. I find the families fascinating, mm -hmm. the relationship fascinating, the the whole, you know, what people like and dislike. And, yeah, it's just there's a lot to sink my teeth into. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like you said, it reminds you of home, so there's probably a little bit of yeah. nostalgia. <laughs> yeah, all those New York accents, they melt. I don't think I have much accent. Um, you don't think what? But I don't think I myself have much of an accent, but, yeah. uh, but when I come back from New York, people hear it like crazy. I oh, okay. hear it when I'm there talking to my friends. Yeah, it just kind of comes out again. Yes, totally. Yeah, that, that's interesting. Yeah, my dad is from New Jersey, and there's a, there's like maybe three or four different words. Like he says, because. Yeah. And like like walk, walk the dog and like an. Yeah. Like totally. Orange County. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, it took me a long time, Orange County. I see Orange now, but it took a long time to get away from Orange. Yeah. You know? And Ar Oregon. You know, oh, oh wow. It's Oregon. Yeah. My parents still, my, my son makes fun of my, my mom because she says coffee. Oh. <laughs> Want a cup of coffee? That's funny. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, um, let's let's talk more about menopause. Are you done with that? Yeah, I'm done with that. Yeah, so I I felt like in my in my asking you about it before, I feel like I kind of shied away because I was like, oh, I haven't been through that. I have nothing to say, but I I have some questions. So, um, why why do you think there's so much shame around menopause? Um, I think because um, I think. Because of the way we hold um, older women in in this society, um, I think in this culture we older women are well. Um, instead of being wise, we hold them as withered. <laughs> so <laughs> I think that um, we've, you know, withered is actually just a perfect word. I think for. Um, what we perceive to happen in menopause. Um, and so, you know, our, our, you know, dry up, our issues dry up, our, you know, 
we have trouble lubricating more during mm-hmm. sex, where um, we get hot flashes, where we put on weight, you know, there's just like a whole uh, slew of sort of physical symptoms that um, we are taught to expect, like your life by a sensual woman is over. Mm, um, right. And we don't really, I mean, we treat our elders terribly in, the, um, in this country. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just, it's not like, when you think of some of the other cultures who <laughs> revere their elders yeah. and care for their elders, and um, there's, we don't really have that. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, biologically, women who are older um, tend to lose out. You know, older yeah. men date younger, younger women. Yeah. And so I think that there's a whole stigma. Yeah. Do you think it's it's kind of rooted in the kind of misogynistic idea that a woman's main purpose is to have children? And so once she can no longer have children, it's like, okay, bye. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that that, that actually less misogyny than the inter- of that like when you kind of um yeah I mean definitely I it's it's absolutely all tied in Mm -hmm. um and I I think that it has to do with the perception of desirability you Mm -hmm. know like women who are older are are not we're like obsessed with youth (laughs) and um yeah, oh boy, I could just get on a soapbox about the patriarchy and, you know, speak to what you're, you're speaking of, but, but I don't know how helpful it is. I think right. that the biggest thing for, that I find with women who are in, around the age of menopause is to really just get in touch with their um, sort of their fire, their feminine fire and mm-hmm. um, their own sort of innate sensuality. And uh, if they haven't before, it's it's actually like the perfect time to kind of learn body and learn how energy is generated and channeled in the body and goes a long way to mitigating some of the um, physical symptoms. The, the physical one? symptoms of menopause okay okay yeah and just um for you yourself have you noticed anything like changing like mentally or emotionally like I guess for for me I tend to get really emotional like kind of easily triggered like the week before my period did that ever happen to you and do you notice there's more or less of that now um yeah so I personally have not had a period if I make it to March of this right it will be one year and the medical community will consider me menopausal Mm -hmm. so you know for two more months i'm still perimenopausal um so uh, i don't know you know for for women listening may be you know sort of where i am or so they might have different sort of experience symptoms and maybe there's more to come i don't really know but Um, I will say that, sure, I don't, I don't have PMS per mm-hmm. se. I mean, there's none of that. I, I definitely had 
Um, I would say that from everything I read and hear, I had the easy time with my peers relatively. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely got, I was definitely more emotional. I didn't get angry period, but I, like the day before and the day of, I just cry a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Things would just make me cry or I would just make myself cry. Yeah. You know, I just, yeah. Um, so I don't really have much of that that I can track in terms of hormones mm-hmm. at this point. You know, that was just a very sort of, I feel the hormones rising um, and, and, waxing and waning in me um i i feel the dryness my skin is dry i wake up my i feel like raisins you know (laughs) i'm i can feel more dryness but Mm -hmm. you know i as a as a sex coach and and as a practitioner i have um i'm very in touch with my sexual energy it's part of my practice so I haven't felt the far, not really felt the dryness in terms of sex Mm -hmm. um, that I hear many men talking about. Um, Mm -hmm. But I also have sort of tricks and hacks for that as Mm -hmm. well. You know, we'll see. You know, I I might be speaking too soon. (laughs) Yeah, I guess it's just the next chapter, right? (laughs) Yeah, I was just going to say, you'll have to, like, hit me up and have another conversation in a couple of years and yeah. see how I'm doing. So. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd love to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and actually, yeah. Um, getting a little more, like, into the spiritual thing about the, like, divine life force and everything, um, I guess I would, I kind of just free, free form wrote this and actually kind of channeling it to you, um, kind of asking, like, do you think even after menopause that women still have that creative life force? Like, do you think any of that leaves once our, I mean, essentially once our ovaries are empty? Um, I, I, I think that that is actually exactly the practice to, to tend to that fire, that energy, uh, life force in us is my, um, at least I'm experimenting on myself, but that is my plan for um, navigating menopause is, is actually to, um, to do just what you're saying. No, I think that life force is life force. Shakti is Shakti. Um, And even when we can't actually um, create a life um, and, you know, there are many women who are pre-menopause and, who, who are not fertile, who have not been able to conceive a baby. Right. Um, so, you know, um, that doesn't make them not sexual either. Right, right. You know, so yes, I, I, I find that, you know, my sex drive is as high as ever. I enjoy sex as much as ever. I have orgasms as much as I ever did. I have ejaculator or squirt as much as I ever did. I mean, it's like, it's all, it's all working. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it, but it's something that I think is easy to, um, to let go of, mm-hmm. you know? 
right kind of kind of more mentally checking out maybe yeah mentally checking out and I think that um you know I mean I have a methodology by which you know I work with women to cultivate a very deep connection with their bodies Mm -hmm. and with the energy that their bodies can generate and channel and um and circulate and so um that methodology when someone doesn't know about that or or isn't using it the natural tendency in a in a long-term monogamous relationship or a marriage is that the sex can wane you know and with the crappy uh sex education that we have um in this country and and in many parts of the of the globe um we're not even really taught, you know, many of us are not really even having sex that is like high quality sex. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so regardless of age, like, even in our youth. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's kind of like, it's a practice and, um, I wouldn't have so much work if people <laughs> were happy in their sex lives and right. in their bodies. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I actually just went to Las Vegas for my birthday last month, and my boyfriend and I saw Menopause the Musical. Have you heard of it? No, I haven't. It was was absolutely amazing, and I definitely cried a bit at the end just because it had such a powerful message. Um, You know, of just, my, my boyfriend put it really nicely. He was like, yeah, you know, it's just the next chapter. Because yeah. it, it was really cute. Um, it was entirely parodies of songs from the 60s through the 80s. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. check it out. Yeah, and I think, um, I think on the poster it said it was one of their longest running shows in Las Vegas, and they do a show every single night. <laughs> Oh, I'm shocked that I haven't heard of it. Yeah, it was um, it was really good. I mean, I think we were probably the youngest people there, which is understandable. But and I do feel like there were some jokes that kind of went over my head. <laughs> but it was really nice, and they had um, all the older ladies in the audience that wanted to could go up on stage and dance with all the actresses at the end. It was it was really cool. <laughs> oh, that's great! I'll have to out i have an associate in las vegas and i i take a trip there from time to time yeah i would highly recommend it it out yeah it was it was hilarious it was exactly what i expected it to be that's great yeah wonderful yeah i loved it it was so good yeah yeah um let's see so so you started to um you made a an Instagram live about essential oils. Can you can you talk more about that? Just because I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, sure. Um, so I've been using essential oils for uh, for a while, um, and I've started to use them more in conjunction with um, the work I do with women and right, sex right. and yeah. sexuality. And so there are um, there are many different oils. I'm actually getting the um, Sunday morning to do a, a workshop online about it. And um, so, you know, there so much of, um, so much, so many of the hurdles that we face in having a really thriving, nourishing sex life 
have to do with um, our state of mind. You know, mm-hmm. there's kind of this hormonal balance, and then there's sort of mental balance, and being able to and then there's... Uh, oh, being able to what? Know, relax. Oh, right, right. Um, and get out of our head and mm-hmm. be present. Right. Um, so essential oils and aromatherapy are um, powerful uh, supporters for that work. Um, I don't know if you know, are you asking like what essential oils are? Should we talk about that? Um, yeah, I guess like how how you use them in your work. Yeah. So, um, so there are certain oils that open up the lower two chakras and the chakras are, um, if anybody in your audience doesn't know, they're, um, they're sort of energetic centers. There are seven of them that mm-hmm. move from the very base of your spine all the way to the crown of your head. Right. And each of these chakras are like in in a particular meridian in the body that that is associated with a certain system. So um, the base chakra and the sacral chakra are the lowest two, and they are that's basically the seat of our sexual energy or mm-hmm. kundalini or shakti. Mm-hmm. And so when um, energy is congested in one of these chakras, um, the that area of the body or the or the systems associated with that chakra don't function uh, efficiently. Mm-hmm. So when we're in our lower two chakras, it can affect our, our sexuality and our sex drive and our ability to have an orgasm and uh, or for a man ejaculate. And so um, there are several essential oils that are great at assisting the body to uh, to free that energy mm-hmm. in, in that area of the body. Mm-hmm. And so I like to, um, so I partner with, there are many places and ways to get essential oils. I happen to partner with a company called Young Living. And um, and so they make a blend. The reason why I actually chose to work with Young Living is because um, they're, very quality. They're all organic. Many their own farms, and okay. one of the things that I really love about Young Living is that they've come up with many, many, many blends of oils. So uh, that are geared towards different things, and mm-hmm. so they have a an oil that has a, a four ingredients in it that are super good for. Um, opening the lower two chakras so diffusing that while you're doing either the self-pleasuring practices or the intimacy with a partner but diffusing that particular oil um helps to open everything up and get the energy going okay interesting Uh, yeah i feel like when i think of oil and sex it's like lubricant but it's not it's not necessarily just it's that, not, yeah. and essential oils are so strong, they're yeah. super strong that you can't really, uh, you can put a drop or two. Mm-hmm. One of the things I do, so with this particular blend, it's called sclerescence, if any, any of your listeners know Young Living. Sclerescence is, um, is actually one of the oils, many of the oils are not safe to ingest. Mm. Sclerescence you can ingest. 
um, in moderation, always essential oils in moderation. Yeah. But so I made a uh, a tea with organic India um, makes a Tulsi rose tea um, that mm. also has properties for that are that are supportive of women of a woman's anatomy. Okay. And so I put a drop of sclerescence in tea with raw honey and drink that. You can also uh, rub a very bit of sclerescence or two on your lower back, the sacrum, mm -hmm. and also on your lower abdomen, like just above your pubic bone. Okay. And that will also, it gets absorbed through the skin super fast and efficiently. Um, so there's that as well. So you could, those are the three ways to use essential oils, um, like diffused in the atmosphere, like aromatherapy mm -hmm. and, um, and ingesting it and, uh, topically. Right. So, and there are other things like if you're having, if you're, if you're having trouble getting started or you're, you know, you're sort of wanting to boost your, um, sex drive, your desire, you can cut the sclerescence with, I use citrus fresh, which is blend of citrus oils, okay. um, and it kind of gives you a little boost to your energy. And if you're having trouble getting out of your head, or you're anxious or nervous, you can cut it with lavender, which is very calming mm. and soothing. Yeah, yeah. So there are ways to kind of play with them and blend. There are many cypresses and oil. There are many that are supposed to be aphrodisiacs. Mm -hmm. um, they do make a massage oil. Um, that's one of their fragrances called Sensation. So I've developed a kind of a three-part sensation challenge where I have a guided meditation download and then um, diffuse uh, this the, the blend called Sensation while you're listening to the meditation called Awakening Sensation. And oh, it's okay. all about, you know, awakening all of your... Um, pleasure centers in your body yeah. um, just with the meditation and then the second day you self-pleasure diffusing it, conditioning your body and your response, your arousal to respond to this particular aroma okay. and then you can use the a, a sensation fragrance um, massage oil and then you can you can massage use that massage oil with your partner a lot of people say that massage oil doubles as a lube as mm -hmm. a lubricant i have not tried that but um people say it's great so okay yeah so there are a lot there are many, many oils i have a whole facebook group um that has to do with oils for sex and oils for just sort of wellness and healthy living all non-toxic mm -hmm. um many medicinal qualities there are many um essential oils that are great for balancing hormones okay. um there's a natural project that is derived from yams oh, and huh. that can really help people with um with menopause with hormonal balance with uh with pms um there's a a, a blend called dragon time that is people swear by it for eliminating <laughs> Um, menstrual cramps and other oh. symptoms of EMS. So, Interesting. Yeah, it's all plant medicine. Yeah. It's really, you know, we're so we're so eager to, to put pharmaceuticals in our <laughs> bodies, but yeah. there's so much power in, you know, plant medicine as well. So, right. yeah. 
Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Well, I, I don't want to take up too much of your time. <laughs> um, so in what context do you feel the most powerful and alive? Hmm. Um, when I'm having sex. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say when I'm having sex in uh, parenting, um, or when I am facilitating a, a workshop for women. Right, right. Mm. Right, feeling yeah. like all that all that energy kind of reflecting back to you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and reflecting it back to, to mm. others. And really, right. it's, my, it's my biggest joy and biggest privilege to be able to um, uh, lead women back home to themselves. Right, right. Awesome. Cool. Thank you so much. Um, where can people find you? Um, at zoecores.com. Okay. Is that kind of where everything is? <laughs> That's where everything is. Okay. Everything. Awesome. And there's a, you know, if there's something that you talk about, you can't find the essential oils. Actually, you'll have to zoecores.com um, is, is my email address. Super easy to remember. Um, but there's also a contact form on the website pretty easy to find and um and if there's anything that i've said that you know you're you want to talk more about just shoot me a an email uh, contact form okay excellent well thank you so much this has been very nice again <laughs> oh thank you julian i really enjoy it. it's it's a, a pleasure and a and um an honor to be on your podcast yeah thank you thank you for all the work that you do too i i just feel like you're a trailblazer and just making <laughs> the world a better place <laughs> oh thank you thank you all right too, I'll, t- I'll talk to you later oh oh thank you okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay hope you have all a good right. night <laughs> thank you you too okay bye bye thanks for listening to the why is not withered podcast if you found this episode particularly interesting or inspiring Please share, rate, and subscribe. Check out wisenotwithered.com for interview transcriptions and more. Join the Wise Not Withered movement by sharing your own story or by interviewing a wise woman in your life and sharing through your favorite social media platform. Use the hashtag wisenotwithered. Thanks again.